0: Welcome to Epignosis, the teaching ministry of Chris Morka. May the light of God illuminate your heart and may the truth make you free as you listen. I want to speak on a topic today I have called Loving God. As far back as I can remember in my Christian life, people have always said they love God. I have always heard that we should love God. However, it had for a long time been a blur in my mind. I know I love my kids, my parents, my wife, my siblings, my friends. But I can see all these people. The concept of how to love a person who I cannot see or touch was a challenge. I know it is quite possible to love someone who you have never seen. It happens all the time in this day of social media. People get chatting and as they chat often, they begin to grow in affection and love, even for someone they don't know. Sometimes falling in love with fake people and people who are only in that relationship to defraud them. But then you can at least read their letters and their texts. Exchanging messages and calls over a period of time can actually make affection grow and feelings develop. An emotional attachment with a person. What actually transpires is that one forms a mental image about that person in question. They grow fond of each other over a period of time as the anticipation of eventually meeting that person drives the relationship. However, once actual visuals are introduced into the mix, then there is a danger of the mental image already formed to being distorted. Sometimes when people have been friends online for many years and eventually meet, they discover that what they thought the person is is not what they are. And it can lead to the end of that entire emotional euphoria. The idea of a thing is often better than the thing itself. There has been several times when I really felt like I liked a person because of their gifts until I actually met them. Then everything changed. Therefore, it is actually the image or the mental image which we have formed about a person that we fall in love with, not necessarily the person themselves. That is why whenever it is discovered that someone has been false, it affects the way you feel about that person, even though it's the same person. People have fallen in love with frosters on social media and gotten ripped off in the process because They were deceived by probably a man who was pretending to be a woman. They formed that mental image because of what they were seeing on social media. Since how you feel about someone depends on your mental image about that person, how then do you form a mental image of God who you can't see or hear? There are no text messages. Whichever idea we form about a thing or person is dependent on the information we have received about that thing or that person through our senses. Our senses is how we gather information about the world around us. This means that the idea or image we have about a person is formed purely by information gathered through interaction. In that same way, We can form a mental image of God through the information we gather about him through interactions with scripture and listening to other people's narratives about God. That is why the idea of God in my mind is probably different from the idea of God in your mind. This is due to a variance of information. Meaning that though we both say we love God, It is really not the same God we love. It totally depends on the information we have been fed with about God over the years. For thousands of years God has channeled information about him through prophets and angels which have been written into books that men read. Then in the fullness of time God decided to speak to men directly. To help them form a clearer mental image of him, he decided to manifest himself in a form that is relatable to us. That form is the form of Christ. Then more books and records of Christ were written to provide information. Our pastors and preachers then take these writings and help paint a mental picture of God to us. Preachers, therefore, are more like salesmen. And the way they present their product determines the idea or the image formed by their listeners about God. As I have already established, the incarnation of the Christ was to bring God down to human level. Jesus is God. That is what it says in Colossians 2 9. He said, For in him, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. This means he is the form of God in the flesh. That is why he was named Emmanuel, which means God with us. An interesting conversation took place between Christ and his disciples in the book of John 14. In verse 7, Jesus asked, if ye had known me you should have known my father also and from henceforth you know him and have seen him this scripture implies that if you see him you have seen his father however one of the disciples named philip went ahead to ask a direct question in verse 8 philip said unto him lord show us the father And it will suffice us, which means, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied, or we will be sure. Then Jesus answered in verse 9, Jesus said, I have been so long a time with you, and yet you do not know me, Philip. He that had seen me has seen the Father. So how says you, or how do you say, show us the Father? What Christ was trying to make them understand here is that he is the father formed physically in a body. Getting to know him is getting to know God. Therefore, if you love him, it also translates to loving God. Let us now consider what Jesus himself said about loving him. He said in John 14, 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. Christ is not interested in the kind of love we have for family and friends, our emotional impulses, which is what we normally understand as love. Those tingling feelings we have during worship are nice, but Christ is obviously not interested in them. He is more interested in active love, action. In this instance is manifested in obedience. Now what are his commandments? Christ went ahead to compress all the commandments into just one commandment in John 15:12, He said this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. How did he love us? He sacrificed himself for us. Self-sacrifice is the ultimate demonstration of love. I can categorically say at this point that any love that is not based on self-sacrifice is false. Anyone who is not willing to give of him or herself does not really love you. The question we all ask is how much of ourselves are we willing to give away? This will show you what you are really made of. Personally, this is how I have learned to measure people in my own life. Now in conclusion, we have reached the following. Number one, love comes from a mental image. Number two, mental image comes from information. Number three, God is a spirit and has no physical body. Number four. He manifested himself in a body as Christ so that we can form an idea or mental image of him. Number five, as Christ, he gave us a single commandment, which is to love one another the way he loved us as a proof that we love him. Number six, this love is measured on how much of ourselves we are willing to sacrifice for others. Which means the actual way to love God is to love others. This is the point of this whole article. I know people have devised several other ways to show love for God these days. Things like going to church and giving to the work of God. As good as these things are, they don't always mean a person loves God. We all know that in most cases, those actions are propelled by desire for well-being. When people give, they are actually doing it because they want a hundredfold return. In other words, they are ultimately an investment in self. We give because we want a hundredfold. We go to church because we want divine protection and health. So, in the end, it is actually ourselves we give to. This is the kind of transactional mentality that has brought the church and church organization into materialistic states. Love is not transactional, but relational. 1 John 4, in verse 20, says, If a man says, I love God, and hated his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? Let us tell ourselves the truth. Christ is God, but he is in heaven. It is good to preach and live a righteous life, but if we fail to live sacrificially or love others, like 1 Corinthians 13 says, it profits us nothing. Whatever we do in the name of loving God must be to the benefit of our fellow man because God is absent, but they are present. Therefore, the only true way to show love for God is by loving others. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you were blessed by these teachings. For inquiry, support, and contributions, Kindly send us an email on epignosis721 at gmail.com. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 234-80-3577-3659. We would love to hear from you. God bless you.